Hi, I'm Kate Hildreth, an LGBTQ entrepreneur, business owner, real estate investor, and former USA rugby player. This podcast is an audio feed on my website, katehildreth.com. It's designed to let you listen to the site's articles on the go. If you'd prefer a traditional podcast where I'm the one on the mic, then check out my other podcast, What You Should Have Been Taught. Either way, I'll teach you what you wish your parents and teachers had taught you, like how to increase your income, negotiate a raise, invest for cash flow, lose 10 pounds fast, and so much more. The Gender Spectrum, a scientist explains why gender isn't binary. The gender spectrum is an understanding that gender is not binary, female slash male but rather a spectrum of biological, mental and emotional traits that exist along the continuum. In contrast, the gender binary, also called gender binarism or genderism, is a belief that gender is composed of two distinct and opposite genders, female and male, in which there is not overlap. Unfortunately for those who believe in a gender binary, it is not scientifically or medically correct. Gender can't be binary, because it is a personal identity and is socially constructed. Sex, which refers to one's biological characteristics, also exists as a spectrum, because intersex people exist. Today, numerous scientific fields, including biology, endocrinology, physiology, genetics, neuroscience, and reproductive science, have confirmed that both sex and gender exist as a spectrum. This is true for humans and across the animal kingdom. Sex, and gender, are bimodal, not binary. When using the terms sex and gender, it's important to note that sex, female-slash-male-slash-intersex, describes biological traits. In contrast, gender is a broader term that reflects how a person lives within society. One's gender identity could be woman, man, transgender, non-binary, or an infinite number of other possibilities. For all too long, the government, the medical system, and even our parents have assumed that sex is binary. Based on science, this is not biologically or medically accurate. What is true is that sex characteristics tend to be bimodal, meaning there are clusters of characteristics that tend to be associated with people that we call female or male. On average, males do have penises, and on average, females do have vaginas. This is what allows for reproduction. However, there are many examples where this is not the case, such as intersex people. External genitals, a biological marker of sex, present across a spectrum from full-size penis to small penis to micropenis to clitoromegaly to enlarged clitoris to standard-sized clitoris. On average, males tend to have zychromosomes and females tend to have 20 chromosomes. However, sex chromosomes come in a wide variety as well, with at least 16 different naturally occurring variations, see details below. This means that chromosomal presentation is not binary either. On average, Males tend to have more facial and body hair than females, a secondary sex characteristic, but there are also females with coarse and dense body hair and males who can't grow a full beard. On average, males tend to be taller than females, but there are most certainly females that are taller than some males. If skeletal structure, a biological marker of sex, was binary, then all males would have to be taller than all females, which of course, they are not. As explained by these examples, Sex is not binary, because people cannot be grouped into two separate, non-overlapping groups. However, bimodal sex characteristics are not uncommon. Bimodal means the presence of two, bi, statistical modes, which can be seen as peaks in a graph.
the two modes represent probability clusters. Binary versus bimodal gender, graph. With regard to human sex, this means that for some sex characteristics, there may be common norms among people whom we tend to assign as male and female. However, there are also clearly overlaps present between the peaks. This is what makes sex bimodal, and not binary. Finally, at risk of getting too mathematical, a bimodal distribution is by definition, a continuous probability distribution with two different modes. In other words, it is a spectrum that has clusters. Why genitals do not determine sex. With regard to assigning sex to people by their external genitalia, it is an inaccurate system at best. There are several reasons for this, as described below. 1. External genitalia are diverse. In newborn humans, genitals are extremely diverse in size and shape. Until about week 7 to week 8 of pregnancy, all fetuses have what's known as a genital ridge. This genital ridge is the tissue that eventually becomes the sex organs. At the time of birth, a newborn's genitals are usually labeled by a physician as male or female, even if the newborn presence with sex organs or characteristics that are intersex, ambiguous, or undefined. In a few places, such as Ontario, Canada, 19 U.S. states, and Washington, D.C., non-binary or gender-unspecified options now exist, but this is not yet the norm. All sex organs come from the same genital ridge, with the testes in men being equivalent to labia and ovaries in women and the penis being equivalent to the clitoris. This is why the penis and vagina do not exist as a binary, but rather, as a spectrum that includes the following. Full-size penis. Small penis. Micropenis. Glitteromegaly, also called a pseudopenis. Enlarged clitoris. Standard-sized clitoris. 2. Intersex people exist. Intersex means that a person was born with variations in their sex characteristics, such as the biological markers described above. These can include, internal genitals, external genitals, gonads, chromosomes, gene expression, hormone levels, and brain structure. Current research estimates that intersex people compose 1.7% of the population, which makes being intersex about as common as having red hair. However, this metric is understated for the following reasons. Most doctors, parents, or individuals don't release this confidential medical information. There are subtle forms of sex variations that do not show up until later in life which go undocumented. Definitions of what intersex is have not reached consensus. The following examples explain this lack of consensus. How small does a penis have to be before it counts as intersex? Do you count sex chromosome variations if there's no external sexual ambiguity? Do unusually high or low sex hormone levels, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, make someone intersex? If so, how high or low must these hormones levels be and where is the cutoff? The Olympic Committee has struggled mightily with this question. How do you classify someone whose secondary sex characteristics, body hair, facial hair, or muscle mass, for example, don't match their genitals? As these questions illuminate, sex may be a spectrum for people who have not been classified as intersex as well. What about chromosomes? While chromosomes are another biological trait that some people try to use to explain the sex binary, male-slash-female, chromosomes are also varied and diverse across the human species. On average, most people assigned male at birth have Z chromosomes, 
while most people assigned female at birth have 20 chromosomes. However, other sex chromosomal variations frequently exist as a result of the loss, damage, or addition of one or both of the sex chromosomes. Chromosomes and Gender In humans, the following sex chromosome variations are naturally occurring. 45, X, also called Turner syndrome. 45, X 46, also called zymosaicism. 46, 20 slash xi. 47, 30, also called trisomy X. 47, XXY, also called clinifilter syndrome. 47, xi with normal phenotype. 48, 4X. 48, XXXY. 48, XI. 49, XI. 49, XXXXX. 20 male syndrome. 20 gonadal dysgenesis. Zygonadal dysgenesis. Where gonadal dysgenesis is listed above, it refers to reproductive tissue, gonads, being replaced by non-reproductive fibrous tissue during prenatal development. Furthermore, even a newborn born with binary sex chromosomes, xi or 20, can present with intersex characteristics. For example, either the fetus or the mother's adrenal glands can produce elevated levels of androgens. When this happens, a 20, female, child can be born with a phallus, small penis. In some cases, these newborns may will appear to have a scrotum, due to the labia fusing together. Similarly, enzyme, male, child can be born with an enzyme deficiency, such as 5-alpha deficiency and 17-beta dehydrogenase deficiency. When this happens, that male infant can be born without a penis and labeled female at birth. Other biological conditions can create similar incongruities between chromosomes and genitals. This is why it's unfortunate that federal and state-issued documents use external genitalia to make a sex assignments. Sex versus gender. Of course, sex and gender are not fully separate from each other. Across many cultures, they are intertwined. Examples of this include Two-Spirited People for Native American slash First Nations People Hijra for South Asian People, also known as Kinner or Kinner Mahu for Kanaka Maoli, Hawaiian, and Maui, Tahitian, cultures Fakaliti for Tongans Fafafine for Samoans And many others One of the people who has done a phenomenal job of deconstructing the concept that sex and gender are separate is Alok Menon. Alok describes the prevailing idea that gender is cultural and exterior and sex is biological as neglectful of the fact that biological sex is also cultural. Alok explains that in contrast to Western beliefs, many other cultures do not perceive clothing or adornment as a supplement to the body, but is foundational to its constitution. Why a gender spectrum? Now that we've confirmed the existence of a sex spectrum, what about a gender spectrum? As a non-binary person, I have heard people say things like, Gender is determined by what is in your pants. If you have a penis you are a man. If you have a vagina, you are a woman. However, as a scientist, I can tell you that gender is also complex, and across all species, exists as a spectrum. Currently, gender gets assigned at birth based on external genitalia, but there are at least 10 medically accurate markers of gender, and likely more. Biological markers of gender include Chromosomes, types of chromosomal expression Gonads, organs that produce gametes, testis or ovaries Hormones types and level of hormone secretion, which vary within and across the sexes 
Secondary sex characteristics, features that appear during puberty, but are not involved with reproduction. External genitalia, genitals visible outside the body. Internal genitalia, genitals present within the body. Skeletal structure, sex differences may be seen in the pelvis, jawbone, brow, and limb length and thickness. Gene expression levels and types of gene expression. Genes dictate the proteins made by the body. Known genes that impact sex include DMRT1, SRY, produces testis determining factor, and FOXL2. Brain structure, both brain structure characteristics, including the ratio of white matter to gray matter, and brain activation patterns vary by sex. Personal identity, how a person self-identifies, it is often a result of the other factors interacting, making it a valuable marker. Gender in the brain. The brain is another biological marker of gender that presents with great diversity, further supporting the concept of a gender spectrum. In a fascinating study published May 2018 by the European Society of Endocrinology researchers discovered, brain activity and structure in transgender adolescents more closely resembles the typical activation patterns of their desired gender. When MRI scans of 160 transgender youths were analyzed using a technique called diffusion tensor imaging, the brains of transgender boys resembled that of cisgender boys, while the brains of transgender girls' brains resembled the brains of cisgender girls. Put simply, transgender kids' brains resemble their gender identity and not their biological sex. Cisgender means that a person's gender identity aligns with the sex assigned to them at birth, while transgender means a person's gender identity does not align with the sex assigned to them at birth. Gender in the brain. As stated by Julie Backer, lead researcher from the University of Liege, we now have evidence that sexual differentiation of the brain differs in young people with gender dysphoria, as they show functional brain characteristics that are typical of their desired gender. This study explored the brains of cis girls, cis boys, trans girls and trans boys. The next step is for more sexes and genders to become integrated within this neuroscience research. The role of the mind versus the brain. Of course, the brain and the mind are also two different things. The brain is the physical structure in your head that is composed of gray and white matter. It has neurons firing within it and uses neurotransmitters as chemicals messengers. The brain can be thought of as your central processor, because it integrates and facilitates all of the functions within your body. As noted by Julie Backer, lead researcher in the MRI study above, and others, brain structure and activation patterns present along a spectrum. The mind, on the other hand, is the conscious product of that biological activity that creates emotions, ideas, memories, interpretations, and creative thought. It determines your personality, plays a role in how you prefer to present, and impacts how you interact with the world. The mind plays a central role in your gender identity. Sex and gender identification at birth. As described above, external genitals are not an accurate marker of gender to use at birth because they are one of at least 10 biologically relevant markers of gender. External genitals are also highly variable across our species, may be ambiguous, and potentially can have both male and female sex organs present. Furthermore, performing this gender assignment at birth based on external genitals does allow a physician to integrate information about the child's internal genitals, gonads, chromosomes, gene expression, skeletal structure, brain structure, and most importantly, how the child will grow up and express themselves within society. While I am not opposed to the option to note sex on a child's birth certificate, 
I am opposed to the requirement that parents select a sex for their child. Parents should be allowed not to indicate a sex for their child if this is their preference. Binary options for sex, when it is clear that sex exists along a spectrum. At the very least, there should be the option to choose female, F, male, M, or other, X. That sex being glued to a child for the rest of their life, unless they present medical papers to prove otherwise. Gender is not binary. Gender diversity across the animal kingdom. Finally, gender diversity is widely present across the animal kingdom. For example, seahorses, pipefish, and sea dragons all have pregnancy as a male reproductive process. In these species, the male fertilizes eggs that are deposited within a pouch in his belly and then he carries his developing embryos until they are ready to be birthed. In another example, female spotted hyenas have a pseudopenis that is capable of erection and can be as much as 90% the size of a male hyena's penis. They have two fleshy masses at the base of their pseudopenis that contain fat and connective tissue which appear analogous to a scrotum. Where you'd expect there to be a vagina, spotted hyena females have fused labia. Female spotted hyenas also dominate males behaviorally. Chickens can also naturally undergo gender changes. This is because female chickens only use one functional ovary on their left side. However, they have two sex organs that are present from their embryonic stage onward through their lifespan. If the left ovary shrinks within a hen, then its right gonad may start secreting androgens, turning the hen into a rooster. In short, sex and gender exist as a spectrum for humans and animals, and in fact, plants too. We might as well embrace it, because after all, natural variation has caused the rise of our species to 7.8 billion strong. Author Bio, Kate Hildreth attended Dartmouth College and Smith College for undergraduate studies in biology and then acquired a master's degree in biochemistry and molecular biology with specialization in biotechnology from Georgetown University, where they were valedictorian. Kate is the founder-slash-president of Bioinformant.com the world's largest stem cell industry news site that attracts nearly 1 million views per year and serves all-star clients that include GE Healthcare, Pfizer, Goldman Sachs, Perkin Elmer, and Merck. Gate has authored over 1,000 articles about the stem cell industry and interviewed hundreds of executives from across the industry. As a media expert on stem cells, Gate has been interviewed by The Wall Street Journal, Los Angeles Business Journal, Zconomy, and Vogue magazine. As a professional real estate investor, Gate owns a portfolio of residential and commercial properties. Do you have questions about the gender spectrum? Ask them in the comments below or contact me here. Interested to learn more? Join a half million other readers or connect with Kate on Instagram. View the Portuguese translation here. If you like this episode, then keep listening or explore the full website at katehildreth.com. You can also find me on your favorite social media channel using at katehildreth. Definitely send me a connection request because I'd love to share in your world too.